Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of Not Your Mama's News, presented by Union of the Unknowns. And we have a kind of skeleton crew of unknowns here tonight. We're all going to say hello in our own unique way. Hosted by me, Terry Canary, back after a bit of a sojourn where I've been fit in a kitchen, actually. Um, and tonight we also have uh, Ashley, think change repeat. We'd like to say hello. Hello and good evening. Or maybe not. Oh, there you go. And uh, we have Justin Isenkant, who's very chilled tonight. Uh, you want to say hello, Justin? Hello, hello. Hey. Yeah, he's sort of uh, channeling the, the fonds there, I think, for a moment. Um, <laughs> so we're going to get hey. straight on with our first story, which is... <laughs> uh, I'm showing my age there. Um, straight on with our first story, brought to you by the lovely and intelligent Ashley. Take it away. Thank you very much. So I thought that I would bring a topic that is, unfortunately, after all this time, still topical, still topical and still surrounded by mystery and debate and uh, accusations of misinformation. So I believe that most people are aware that back in April, the very famous actor Jamie Foxx was hospitalized um, for a mystery medical condition. So there has not been very much information at all about what caused the health issues that Jamie Foxx was experiencing. So I know a lot of us who have been skeptical and who have been aware of what's happening with the shots and vaccine injury and stuff like that, that we immediately thought it's something to do with that because a it happened suddenly b he's a healthy you know i think he's 55 years old he's in good shape he's not overweight he doesn't have any of the warning signs um not that that can never happen but it just is unusual especially at the rate that is happening in today's day and time so that was my first suspicion is that it was some sort of injury cons uh, concerning the shot and then very recently, like within the last week, week and a half, a um, an article came out and it was published on MSNBC, but I don't know that it was an MSNBC. It may have just been linked on their website. Justin? Was it MSNBC or MSN? Um, I thought it was, uh, it may have I, been M MSN, yeah. I, I know I posted one in Discord that was MSN. That was probably the one that I was referring to. So an MSN article, or is at least linked on their website, saying that Jamie Foxx had been hesitant to take the shot, but he needed to take it to be in a movie and to be on set, and that he had suffered a blood clot that was in his brain that caused partial paralysis and blindness. Now... Uh, so you've had this good amount of time where no one is speaking. The only person who really has been speaking out was his daughter, Corinne. And she said that he was home, he's resting, he's active again, playing pickleball, 
However, no one has seen him, to my knowledge. Like, nobody has had laid eyes on him. And it is very reminiscent of the DeMar Hamlin situation. You're like, oh, he's fine, he's fine, he's fine, except for you don't hear a peep from them. And so that seems to be what is happening. And in this case, the daughter is denying that that is what happened to him. Now, there is a couple of guys that are pretty big in... They're not Liberty guys. I think they're Republican guys, the Hodge twins. But I do have some overlap with what they discuss. Like, I, I like them. I think they're funny. Um, And they had reported on this on Twitter, this story. And then, of course, this enters in the new, um, you know, fairly recent that everything that is against the standard narrative has all these fact checking articles. So, you know, Snopes is saying this is unsubstantiated. Um, actually, what I was reading from was a Newsweek article that seemed a little bit more measured. I was honestly a little bit surprised, but basically they were stating the Hodge twins said this, but the daughter is denying that this is what happened. Um, but I, you know, I would think that it's plausible. Like if that's not, what happened to him, then what happened to him? You know, then why aren't you telling what happened? Well, and I may be out of place here. Um, yeah. I think it was Stu that was mentioning it, uh, but didn't Dr. Drew um, give some input saying that it was like that he was close to the people in the scenario and that he was pretty much positive that it was in fact the vaccine? Oh no, I didn't know that. That would be I could be uh, well uh, I can chip I, I can chip in here. Uh what I saw was an interview between Dr. Drew and uh, a journalist who I think is called, I'm just found the article here, AJ Benzer. Uh, uh, he claims to be close to Jamie Foxx's journalist, and he was the one who said he's had a stroke. Uh, mm. Dr. Drew was just interviewing this guy and he didn't know much about it. But um, as you say, Ash, there's been a lot of toing and froing on this. There've been sort of claims and counterclaims. Mike Tyson, uh, among, uh, was another guy who said, you know, he's quite pally with Jamie Fox, and uh, and he also said, let it slip, accidentally that he had a stroke. So it's it's very difficult. And you know, this this journalist, uh, Mr. Benzer, was saying it was ridiculous to say that he's been playing pickleball and that and. And like a lot of these celebs, I think Jamie Foxx's um, social media accounts are actually run by close members of his family, you know. So mm -hmm. something that looks like it's coming from Jamie Foxx, I don't think really is. Yes. So I nobody would... knows what's going on, really. Right. It's so similar to Damar Hamlin. And I would say that I want to see that person in a believable video. Meaning, I don't want part of your face obscured. Yeah. I don't want it to be from 300 yards away and you're wearing a hoodie and it's snowing and raining and foggy and someone's saying that it's you. I mean, right. I want to see a believable video and, and images of this person showing me that they're happy and healthy and that they're active and it doesn't exist. Well, would it change your opinion if you got that video, but it was just watermarked in the bottom with open AI? No, I would prefer if it was not a deep fake. Oh, well. That, so picky. Yeah. I know. This this, this journalist uh, was saying that, you know, he had a stroke and he was blind 
and couldn't speak. So, you know, you're making it sound quite bad. Yeah, and I would say... But yeah, the, it, the, the more we don't see him, the more suspicious it gets. Sorry. Right. And if he was out there playing pickleball, then wouldn't that be a testament to that he's almost well enough to get back to work again? If you can play, be out there playing a physical sport, then surely you could at least work a couple of hours. But there has been no word at all that he's getting back to work, that he's back on the movie set. And you know that they, you know, the show must go on. They want to finish those movies ASAP, if at all possible. The, the story this guy, I've got a, a comment and a question. The story this guy gave was that he didn't want to get the shot, but because the movie he was working on insisted on it, he, he was forced to get it, basically. Right. Uh, and my question is, as a Brit, I have no idea what pickleball is. Could you explain it to me, please? As an American, I refuse to learn what pickleball is. So... <laughs> We, uh, pickleball is a combination or it's supposedly like uh, somewhere in the middle of ping pong and tennis. So you have rackets, the court looks like a tennis court, but you play in a way that's some mixture between tennis and ping pong. I but think it's probably tennis for fat people. I guess. Or for people who've had a stroke, maybe. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, or we have a pickleball have a court in our neighborhood, but I've never played it before. <laughs> I hear it's. I hear it's quite loud. It sounds quite good. I think it looks it pretty fun. Good. Little known yeah. fact about me. Little known fact about me. I used to be fanatical about ping pong. I used to love it, which we that call is... table tennis over here, of course. But that's so table funny. Tennis. Um, I was talking to some somebody, one of my <laughs> clients, or something this week, but. You know, back in the day, I in our dorm, we had a ping pong table downstairs. So we would go play ping pong uh, quite a bit. I never got to be the excellent level that I would have liked to have achieved. But I'm just having a hard time believing that there was a ping pong table that was used for anything other than beer pong. Well, in... In the dorm, they we weren't old enough to drink, or most people weren't old enough to drink. So you had RAs, and there were all kinds of people that were watching. You couldn't have gotten away with that, just drinking like out like that. Well, I didn't realize you went to like a, a Amish college. I mean, that's I'm as far as I was concerned. Uh, I, I had a spell. Um, sorry, carry on. I was just I, the only I was under the impression the only point of college is to go and get drunk, get drunk and get STDs, <laughs> and rack up a whole bunch of uh, student loan ping debt. Pong's a but game. yeah, the ping pong was right. Jenna and in I had a down, spell, like uh, in the lobby. Sorry, Terry, go ahead. Yeah, no. Uh, well, we had a spell when we were living in France for a little while. Uh, we were thinking of moving there permanently, and uh, so we had a. This is when I was self-employed and I was remotely working, so we were able to do that. And um, so we lived in a few different places in France for like a few months at a time. And I thought I would integrate myself into the community by joining the local table tennis or ping pong club. Um, and it turned out that the one I went to was actually more of a beer drinking club, really. They'd play a sort of <laughs> desultory amount of ping pong at the start for just like 
10 or 15 minutes then they break out all the beer and spend the rest of the evening drinking beer <laughs> so uh so yeah that was quite good yeah that sounds like a lot of that's fun french for you right? yeah so yeah the, um uh did we move on the, the jamie fox mystery continues uh i don't suppose yes. we're ever going to really know till he appears in public again right he seems like a good guy, actually. I've seen him on a few chat shows and he's very entertaining and he, he's obviously a great singer and quite good with impressions and a funny guy. So I don't know what his politics are like, but, you know, he, he seems like an okay guy. So I feel a bit, I feel a bit sorry about it. Uh, honestly, and this is, now that I'm thinking about it, it's quite shocking for a celebrity. I also don't know his politics. Usually that's the one thing celebrities want you to know <laughs> about them. Yep. Yeah. That normally I agree. means they're a bit on the right, doesn't it? If you don't know what they what they if they don't sort of you know say I'm with Ukraine or or going to meet Zelensky, that normally means they're a bit on the right. So um, so they keep it quiet because that's not really acceptable. Yeah, he has seemed um, all right to me as well, and he has seemed like you said, you know, like he's not constantly trying to ram his politics down everybody's throats, and he's just a talented person and entertainer so i i feel i feel bad too i wish that these people wouldn't have been forced or wouldn't have felt like they had to do it um because but, people are, are paying a heavy toll but he didn't really have to take it did what did he really need another 20 million dollars now that's a fair point you know but a good point isn't it yeah like it, it's like uh, Fiona and I were telling everyone at the time, you just need to, you know, hang on, wait, and, you know, things will get better. And he could have done that. He, if he'd have waited a couple of years, I don't suppose any of the films are, or the Hollywood studios are asking for COVID jabs now. I wouldn't well, think it's... so. I saw not long ago that Fran Drescher, an actress who played the nanny. Um, the most annoying calling... laugh in the world. Yeah, I love I love that show. I loved her. She was great. But she was calling for an end to the mandate. So I don't know if it's actually over in Hollywood. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that's like the last place that'll probably get rid of it, you know? Well, it's like there's a significant uh, sort of counter movement going on. There's a few actors and actresses who are saying, you know, I don't want to be involved in Hollywood anymore. But, you know, not only for the jazz, but the obvious reasons about, you know, the satanic worship stuff yeah not quite and the world politics uh, i saw mark mark yeah mark Wahlberg today was saying that he's going to try and turn las vegas into a sort of hollywood 2.0 um, yeah he bailed so on there, there's quite a few who are not quite <laughs> he's all right yeah. i don't mind him so much for sure. I mean, he at least appears to have conservative and family values, you know, and at least sees kind of what's happening and, and doesn't appear to agree with it. Um, so I I respect that. And I do hope that they're able to make something happen because I know there's a huge market for it. People would love to support a company that they didn't have to worry about, you know, the the agenda and its many, many bullet points that they would expose their family or their children to. That's, I just, I don't even understand how Hollywood yeah, is I've, profitable. I don't either. They, they just put out a hundred million dollar movie after a hundred million. And they're all, they all blow. Trash. 
Little Mermaid yeah. uh, scored yeah, terrible, uh, yeah. with with the Black Ariel scored the lowest Rotten Tomato score in history. Really, and, I saw that, that Rotten. Yeah. To- I thought that was a good Rotten yeah, Tomato yeah. score, but there was another one that had almost a zero. Oh. Well, um, Little Mermaid had a okay, um, uh, like critic review, but uh, yeah, it was like two percent. All right, I'm gonna look that up. There was something else, some other woke yeah. nonsense that scored really, really bad. Uh, but I cannot remember what it was uh, the, called. The latest. Um... The latest Pixar movie is called Elemental, and that um, is rumored to be a bit um, woke as well. And, and early signs are they might not do so well. And I think Dizzy as a whole have had a pretty bad year or so. For sure. But maybe they're getting a lot of ESG money from the WEF and their pals, you know, so who knows? Yep. It doesn't seem to matter if you make a profit with your big company these days, does it? Well, hold on to that thought for uh, my new story. Well, and speaking of, I was going to say Sorry, that. Uh, that um, oh, oh, was... uh, uh, the Netflix documentary on Queen uh, on uh, Cleopatra. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 That, that one actually was... infuriated the entire country of Egypt. It did, yeah. yeah. Because she was Greek, right? Am I wrong? Cleopatra was uh, she, well, she was white. She was of Greek heritage. Uh, uh, Egypt was ruled by the Greeks at that point, or well, you know, uh, had a lot of Greek heritage anyway. And she was from a Greek background, so yeah, she was as white as we are. Yeah, that's well, what I was. That thinking. doesn't seem to matter, does it? Um, uh, you see, the UK had a production of uh, I don't know if it was about Anne Boleyn or. King Henry, but anyway, the Anne Boleyn was black in this production, and you know that's <laughs> clearly anti-truth as usual. So she yeah. wasn't black; she was white. Black washing history. Well, what what, what was great about the Queen Cleopatra uh, documentary was the entire premise was based on one of the producers' grandmas being like, "I don't care what you they tell you at school." She was black. That's what the entire movie is premised on, or series, or whatever it is. Okay, so Little Mermaid, as of right now, has a 67% on the critic score and a 94% on the audience score. Now, what I will say is that allegedly, I think it was Rotten Tomatoes, I read that they were they had been suspicious that they were getting bombed by people that had not seen the movie. So they actually adjusted the way that they were scoring the movie rating and they did not reveal in how they were doing that. So it's essentially, you really can't believe that uh, at all. So now let me see what Cleopatra was getting. Oh, and the other thing about that, Cleopatra, I saw now... Correct me if I'm wrong here, that Jada Pinkett Smith said that it was like racism. That's why it didn't do well. Does anybody oh, that's know? Why, yeah, that's why every movie or <laughs> piece of media that they produce that they put any person of color in, 
if it bombs, it's racism. Um, now yeah, I'm not sure if I'm looking for that. I, I'm not sure if that's the one I was thinking of, but maybe it was. I have never it, seen a lower score on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it could have been Queen Cleopatra that, that I was thinking of. Um, all have to... just so, so many to choose from. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'll have to um, um, do more, look into that a little bit more and okay. uh, correct the record. Oh, here we go. So it has an average, a 20% average tomato meter and a 3% average audience score. I have never seen a lower score on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that, but that must have been the one. Yeah. But I, the Egyptians I, have also been voting on mass in that one. Well, yes. it's in the same way that Netflix had to change the way that they did their reviews. When Amy Schumer's special came out years ago, now it's just a up down, you know, like dislike. And you don't get to see any of the numbers. Uh, IMDb it changed how they do all their ratings as well because it was quote Maybe. unquote getting reviewed. These things are, must be very open. These things must be very open to sort of fraudulent voting, mustn't they? I mean, I can imagine that Disney could e easily arrange for you know. Tens of thousands of people to, to sort of vote on the, oh. on these websites. I'm pretty sure Rotten Tomatoes is owned by a movie company. Now that you say that, I think it was IMDb uh, that was actually the ones that said they were getting review, review bombed and they changed their calculation. But I wouldn't be surprised if all of them are messing with it because they, just like YouTube, took away the ability to see the dislikes because the, you know, like Fauci and Biden were getting all just tons of Ratio. dislike yeah yeah and they didn't and the you know, thing they didn't is, like that they're all as woke they're all as they're all as woke as each other so they're they you know they're only going to want their reviews to go in one way so if they think you know that cleopatra is getting too many bad votes and they're going to say oh well that's racist we need to ignore all these votes anyway yep we should probably move on because uh time is marching on uh, yes so uh um I can't remember what all we said we're going to go in, but I've decided I'm going to go next, um, irrespective of whether we decided something else. So uh, I've got a story uh, uh, for you Americans about your wonderful uh, Department of Health and Human Services, Office of Refugee Resettlement, the ORR. The, the problem is... More than $13 billion. Yeah, sorry? As I say, the problem, the, the issue is, is that I'm going to 100% agree with you, but just because it's a British person complaining to America, to me, I want to be like, no, fuck you, America, USA, USA, USA. <laughs> but I'll, I'll Listen, fight back uh, that urge. It, this is a topic where I can assure you that the UK is just as bad as the USA with this sort of thing. So, uh, but anyway, in this case, the United States, the HSS, has spent more than $13 billion sponsoring unaccompanied minors at the United States border since 2012. Um, and um, so what they try and do is they try and follow up within a month 
uh, after their sponsor placements. And I don't, I need to, I, I want to come back on that because I don't really know what exactly is going on here. Um, but uh, they are unable to trace at least 85,000 children that they've placed in the last two years. So that's nice, isn't it? So um, what's happening to these children? Nobody knows. Where are um, the kids? So, uh, yeah, where are the kids? It's a very good question. So this year, uh, the ORR spent 2.7 billion to sponsor unaccompanied minors at a rate of $18,000 per child. And it, this article says, for reference, the cost to educate a student in Texas uh, is only $9,871. So um, it's a lot of money just to ship a child somewhere where you, you lose track of them. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I knew, kind of knew what was going on at the US border, but even I found this article quite shocking because why are they moving all these unaccompanied minors? I mean, what are they trying to achieve here? Where are these minors coming from? I mean, the obvious answer is that they're getting trafficked yep. officially. Uh, but I don't know what their sort of conventional explanation is for it. You know, why, why would you, why would anyone want to do this? Yeah. And I don't know I don't if know anybody's asking, if any, if anybody's asking them questions about it at all. And I wonder that too. And even before all of this, um, the migrant crisis or whatever the hell is going on down there. I had heard the statistic that 400,000 children go missing in the United States every year. Now, I don't know what the recovery rate of those children are. You know, how does it end up washing out? But it's certainly very concerning. I mean, especially because we know that child trafficking is real. We know that people, the predator class, will at the very least use and abuse them Um you know, to catch people in unflattering situations, career ending situations, they want that blackmail, but what else, you know? This, yeah, it's, vaguely, uh, it's quite horrific. Um, I, sorry, carry on. Yeah. It's just, it vaguely reminds me of, um, the whole Hillary Clinton Haitian kids thing. Yes. So what was the deal with that? Because I am actually not very familiar. I mean, obviously, I know that the Clinton Foundation went to Haiti after the huge earthquake and they were, quote, helping. But I don't know much more than that. And obviously that anywhere they go to help is a problem and they're extremely corrupt. Yeah. So it was a, a while ago, so I don't entirely remember. But uh, there was some WikiLeaks. Um, information um that linked uh hillary clinton to them a bit uh let's see i'm, I'm scrolling through it now i think uh, yeah, uh, so, i think you're right i think a lot of i think some of the locals were saying a lot of children were getting shipped off and, and they didn't know where they were going that yeah. would not be surprising and wasn't one of the I can't remember myself now, but I think one of the Clinton Foundation um, sort of quite high up employees was busted, actually, for getting involved in this child trafficking. And, you know, the, the, the rest of the people said, ah, yeah, she was just a rogue sort of person in the organization. Uh, Nothing to do with us. There I don't been, know. There have been so many 
putting foundation associates that have killed themselves, it's it's hard to keep track anymore. Yeah. Shooting Along themselves with... three times in the head, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I know there's some weird rumors about Huma Abedin, who was Hillary Clinton's right-hand gal, uh, Anthony Weiner's wife. <laughs> and, you know, some weird allegations about those two, but who knows? How can you? Knows? IT can... was a, a real mess. There was a, sorry, I was just going to say, there was a big UK charity that actually um, got busted in the mainstream media in the UK because a lot of their um, people who are working over in Haiti, can't remember if it was Red Cross or Save the Children, something like that, they were sort of using child prostitutes, um, presumably getting paid out of expenses, I don't know. So, yeah, there was a, quite a big scandal about that in the UK. Sounds like some damn good job benefits. Like you can, <laughs> you can use you can use work funds to pay for hookers. Imagine what else you can get away with. Pedophilia. I I really think I was say these, my these point was charities if, are, are sort of. Um, I, I think a lot of these big charities are just sort of cesspits of corruption and pedophilia, and because you know it's like what pedophiles want is they want access to you know young defenseless um kids uh you work for a big charity like that you get to say sent to haiti after a big earthquake that you know you're in heaven aren't you so yeah yeah, my yeah i definitely really anti-charity these days if you can get away with pedophilia no one's gonna yell at you for coming in a half hour late every day you know <laughs> yes i thought <laughs> Is that yes, there's a lot, you know, Monica had talked about this basically big philanthropy getting away with basically everything because they are under the guise of being a charity. So there's that aspect of it. And yeah. then there's some precedent that has been set that it's often it is vulnerable kids who are the ones who are are under the guise of charity. For example, do you remember uh Terry at Penn State? In Pennsylvania, there was a big to-do about Jerry Sandusky, who was an assistant football coach there. He had a charity, and he yeah. was abusing those kids, and it came out, you know, that the, the people around him knew what he was doing. And so he was using that as a, um, a cover to have access to those children. And then it was the same way with Jimmy Seville, right? He was a humanitarian and that is how he got access to these kids and mental patients at the hospital because he was volunteering. So to not help. to take us too far off topic, yes. but there is a conspiracy out there that doesn't sound too unplausible that Sandesky was set up. And the only thing I remember about it was that like, he would have no sexual interest in them because he suffered from some disease that basically made his, um, uh, I think, I think his testicles were, like, so small that they didn't produce any hormones, something hmm. like that. Um, John Odermatt it's, over it's at Lions of Liberty has done a lot of work on it. It's, it's very interesting. Different. Yeah, it's very interesting. You should bring that up. I listened to a whole podcast series uh, by a journalist. He looked into the whole thing. He 
extremely great depth. And uh, having listened to it, I'm fairly convinced he was innocent. And you the whole thing was me. just like hysteria. So who said no, I'm pretty convinced he was innocent. Uh, well, uh, what happened was the lawyer, what, as soon as the lawyers got involved, they started to smell all this money because Penn State didn't want to fight it uh, because they thought it was, you know, they didn't want to get it's a bad look. look like they were on the wrong side of things. Yeah, it's a bad look. So they just started paying out all this money, and it was, and of course, it's, it's you know, it's not really their money. They were deciding to pay out, so they just thought it was the easiest way out was just to start paying. And as soon as the lawyers smelt this money, then they they started looking for victims and coming up with more mm. victims, some of whom had never even met this guy. So wow. uh, the, the podcast is called "The Benefit of Hindsight," and I really recommend it. It's really, really good. It's very, very long. And very detailed but you know you will come out of it and think this guy was innocent I'm wow 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 okay so um and now that brings me up to something else that i actually watched a video that ando shout out ando shared in his telegram group about michael jackson that maybe michael jackson was also set up because he was oh, being I critical thought, yeah. I thought that was the mainstream theory. No. Uh, the Well, the mainstream kind of, you know. Well, they maybe not him. the mainstream, but like the commonly accepted. Well, I don't know. I didn't really, if I ever heard about that, I don't know. But I just thought for sure that Michael Jackson was guilty. So then I watched this today and it said, actually, he was caught criticizing those who we shall not name and a couple of different times. Yep. And then he ended up having these accusations um, thrown against him. Now pair that with the fact that other prominent people who like Corey Feldman, for example, was around Michael Jackson a lot when he was young, Corey Feldman has accused people like Charlie Sheen of sexual assault. He said, and he has spoken out against this, in Hollywood in general, and he has said that Michael Jackson never hurt him. Macaulay Culkin said the same thing, that Michael Jackson never hurt him. So Maybe, seeing, maybe they just weren't his type. Maybe, well, they were, maybe they were looking a little chubby on those days. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, did, I didn't, I didn't I've know. I've heard that too, Ashley. I, I I I, uh, I listened to a podcast, I think it was on Tim Farhat, with a guy who was really well up on the whole Michael Jackson thing. And he was pretty convincing about the fact he was innocent. And he also had this idea that he might still be alive, which is quite quite interesting as well. I, I had heard and, that uh, theory there was a as guy well. that turned up at his... Uh, there was a guy that turned up at his memorial, because, you know, Michael Jackson used to like being in disguise all the time. There was this weird-looking guy that turned up at his memorial service that really looked like it might be Michael Jackson in disguise, and he he did an interview on TV as well. He was supposed Dave, to be like was, the big fan. Was so, Dave? Uh, Dave, that was the name, right? Who knows? But yeah, I, I I think he I think he might well have been. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think he might well have been set up to, as you say, because it's often um, they use. You know, the, the, these evil people use the, the thing they do against you, don't they, if they can. So they sort of try and turn it around on you. 
And I believe yeah. that... I mean Michael Jackson was was what he did with kids was a bit weird. That um, yeah. you know, he, uh, I think he was he he had a pretty bit weird childhood, didn't he? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. There are some rumors out there that he had his um testicles stamped at a very young age that he could keep the um very high pitched voice. There's a word for that kind of like broad strato or something. Yeah. And like yeah. that's what they used uh, to yeah. do. Castrato, like, yeah. Yeah, Castrado. And like that was like back in the day, like apparently a pretty common occurrence. So that these people yeah, yeah. could sing in a very high note doing like opera. Mm-hmm. One Things thing we know for sure say. though, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. We do know that. Uh, the real question is. Yeah, that was to say that's the real question. Is he still alive? I think but without it without doubt he didn't kill himself. For sure. Oh yeah, I think he's alive. And uh it's I think it was really graceful that said he's probably down in Argentina. <laughs> Hanging out with old 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 Hitler. Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was a white yeah. kids you know um sketch where they did like a sitcom with Hitler. That guy ended up dying suspiciously. Yeah, I was so yeah, um, and never. Yeah, I think I've seen so long. Yeah, life with the Hitlers. There was a really funny one uh, that they did about uh, the assassination of Lincoln. Yep, yep. And Little Hitler was the one I was thinking of. It's like a black and white sitcom. Uh, if you guys listening haven't watched Whitest Kids, you know every single sketch they've done is on YouTube, and they are all hilarious. Yeah, what I saw was very funny. Thank, thank you for the tip, Justin. Uh, we probably should move on to the next story now, I guess, uh, unless we anyone's got any other comments to make on this one. So, Good. governments. Child traffickers, I think, is the summary that I would make from from this. And it's going on in Ukraine at the moment, probably. So uh, I'll leave it at that. Um, So, uh, let's let's have your... I think you meant the Ukraine, sir. So... The Ukraine, sorry. Before I get started, I just saw this (laughs) from Not The Bee. Love Ukraine. The feds are hunting for a serial... Fair harasser who has repeatedly charged fares at Yellowstone. This just really seems like a problem that's going to solve itself, doesn't it? He's charged fares. Apparently. And apparently it is very, very illegal. But again, like I feel like this is just a problem that's going to solve itself. Like, uh, Yes, many... you're going to get murdered by a bear, for sure. Don't... And the... don't... <laughs> What are you and doing? The world will be a much better place. Is he, is he trying to get back his picnic basket? <laughs> <laughs> Must be. I mean, that's the most plausible. Without reading it, that's the only answer that makes sense. If I may, Frank, <laughs> but I'm not being Frank. I'm being Ism Camp. That's what I it thought. Ism Camp. Thought you're Justin. Ah, we have um, kind of a hodgepodge of stories. Uh, more of a topic in general, but I will include some show notes. Um, so I'm sure everyone's heard the Bud Light boycott, right? Uh, Terry, oh, you're yeah. overseas. Oh, yeah. Have, 
Oh, definitely. I've heard all about it. Yeah. So basically, uh, I won't go over it. Uh, I'll just say Dylan Mulvaney is not a woman. He is a parody of a trans. Like he insults everyone. Men, women, trans, gays, lesbians, just like the most. It's, it's like a men, his entire TikTok is like a minstrel show. He's just he's an actor. Well, and it's like you can minstrel see minstrel show or a minstrel show. The one where they put on blackface and go dancing around with their big red lips. Oh, right. Yeah. I, thought, I thought you said a minstrel show for a minute. I very well did. Uh, I feel like that would be a um, feminist show. <laughs> or a Satanist show. show. <laughs> the Satanists like that, too. So I'm, I'm, see, I'm already starting to get off topic because I want to ask Ashley what is wrong with women that get underwear to just menstruate into all willy-nilly. But we won't go there. Thank you. But what is wrong with those psychopaths? But anyways, nope, sorry, New York Post popping up uh, videos on me. Um, so Anheuser-Busch and Bev, which is not an American company, uh, they're getting all those ESG bucks from BlackRock and all them. Uh, they did this, you know, nonsense, blah, blah, blah. The last time I checked, which was probably a couple weeks ago because, uh, you know, I just got tired of all of it. Even though I am very, this is a great white pill for me. So Bud Light as a mm, whole is. is down roughly 30% since uh, they started their sponsorship with them. And Anheuser-Busch InBev, which is the parent company, all of their sales, because they own, I don't know, at least a couple hundred different beer brands. Uh, but their sales on a whole are down 10%. And that's just really caused their talk to their stock to tank quite a bit. Uh, and a lot of people are like, oh yeah, this is going to blow over any day now. Uh, but this started, what, two months ago at this point? And... It's, I mean, there aren't as many memes, unfortunately, but it's, they're, they're not doing any better. And yeah. I, I don't think that they're ever going to get those sales back. It's the, the biggest thing against them is simply that you can just buy a different beer. I mean, Miller Lite, Coors Light, you know, they have their own issues, but that Dylan will like nails on a chalkboard. I'm we're going out of my hiking heels. <laughs> it is just hair. So that was the <laughs> that was the step too far. It's like unbelievable. Uh so their stock is currently sitting at $54.93. And uh their high over the last year was $67, which is a pretty substantial drop for a company that has uh I couldn't tell you how many hundreds of thousands of uh stock owners. So anyways, I'm sure it Terry... was um it was it was the 
It was the best-selling beer in America, wasn't it? Bud Light. It was. It was. Up until Memorial Day. And that's when they officially lost the spot. And do either of you remember who took Bud Bud Light's place? No. I thought, I I mean, it was... It's another beer beer from the same company. I think it's a sort of... Modelo, right? Modelo? I think so. Yeah. Which, I mean... That's it, yeah. Honestly, I really do enjoy a Modelo, but so that sounds like, oh, yeah, ho, 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 you know, you're whole, really doing a whole lot. But what people don't realize is that Bud Light sales were so much higher than everything else that, like, you can go from, like, these aren't real numbers, but, like, say they're selling a million beers a month, and then they go down to selling 10,000, and Modelo sells 12,000. So, I mean, like, the yeah. the mainstream media they're they're factual but not truthful. <clears throat> but so Bud Light, I, I, Bud Light, I guess is a was a low alcohol beer, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, like five six percent, I think. I think it was probably closer to like four oh, to five percent. That's not too bad. And I mean, yeah. honestly, it, it's it's. Yeah, it looks like it's 5%. And, like, I'm not mm-hmm. a beer drinker. I don't enjoy the taste of beer. So Bud Light's kind of, like, that's what I would order because I just want something that I can get down real quick, doesn't have, you know, a strong taste. And uh, I can have three or four of them be feeling pretty good. But, like, I just, when we went to the movies over the weekend, I just ordered Miller Light instead. That's how easy it is. And that's why... Bud Light's never going to recover. And like I said, the last time I checked, their sales as a whole were down 10%. So they have a legal responsibility to their shareholders to not do dumb things that are going to lose them money. They have a legal fiduciary duty to them. Mm -hmm. And so... They really just doubled down and doubled down and doubled down. No one's been fired. They've put some people on a leave of absence. And I'm sure as soon as this finally does die down, they're just going to hire them right back. Right. This is one of those things that as liberty lovers, like I feel like we're finally starting to, uh, you know, swing the pendulum the other way. Uh, yeah, because yeah. This is so, the way forward, isn't it? Boycotts. It really is. And uh, so America First Legal is actually looking for people that own uh, Bud Light or Target stocks and are looking to sue because, you know, you have to have standing and be a sto- uh, an owner to be able to sue for judiciary uh, responsibility. So Target, oh, good. Target had their own blunder shortly after Bud Light, where they did tuck-friendly underwear for children, and a lot of people say, "Oh no, it wasn't for children. It it was just next to the children's section," and that's a difference without any difference. Correct, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it was all out there together. Right. Um, 
you know, you have a ton of kids stuff, tons of kids stuff, kids clothing, and then you have the adult, the tuck friendly swimsuits and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, Target's really right at the front of the store. Yep. Yeah. And they've been really riding the rainbow hard for a good decade at least. Long time, yeah. So the Target, their stock lost $15 billion in value since that controversy happened. Controversy happened. And Target, they've just been really doubling down and doubling down and doubling down. And Elon Musk actually posted something along the lines of, you know, like, wow, this is crazy. I can't believe, you know, Target's going to get sued, uh, which, you know, is. Puts it out into the mantra of, you know, people's lives going like, oh, man, like. What if we keep doing this, then we're going to keep getting boycotted. And it's just one of the like. I don't know if Target's actually being boycotted. We won't know until probably their uh, next quarterly earnings report. But at this point, just being, you know, a company that's pro-LGBT, and I, I don't even like using that. Like, if you're against not grooming children, basically, uh, they're just getting railroaded. Everyone's afraid to put up their their pride. Well, not everyone. Their pride flag avatars and everything. If you go around, a lot of companies either didn't switch this year that always had, or they just never did anything at all. Right, because I'm, people are tired. People are tired of it. Even if you don't care, like if someone is gay or trans, I'm not going to treat you differently. But I am tired of the agenda. I am tired of having it crammed down my throat. I am tired of this being pushed on children and normalized and just all of that stuff. I'm, I'm so tired of it. And I think a lot of people, even if you were just like, fine, do what you want to do. We don't care. But well, and the, the issue is the issue is we said, fine, do what you want to do. Just like we don't care. And then they say, all right, hey, kids. You want to come see this drag show? Yeah, 100%. It has devolved <laughs> significantly from, from we want the right to get married and have, you know, the same rights as married couples and be the, the benefactor on each other's health insurance and stuff like that uh, to where we're at now. And people are fed up. They're so tired of having their, um, you know, this stuff crammed down their throat. They just have had enough, I think. And we we are the silent majority. Yes, and the other thing I was watching, um, Luke Radowski on Luke Uncensored, and that was one of the things he talked about. He's like, okay, so if if this group of people truly is oppressed, then why does every single company fall in line and the government and a, an entire Pride Month and oh, all of there, that there stuff? Are, like, the, there are government entities that took the American flag down and put the Pride flag up. Right. So that would indicate to me that you're not being oppressed in exactly. whatever way you say that you're being oppressed. So let's just stop with the theatrics. Stop now, cramming down people's throat. Stop allowing children to be exposed to this. If we get some Ugandan 
gay people being like, we're being oppressed. All right. Yeah, you're being oppressed. Right, but not here. No, it's you're celebrated if you're anything but straight. Right. And so and I'm I'm sure everyone heard about um DeSantis signed the basically no grooming kids law down in Florida. So they just they I believe that they canceled a fury a furry convention as well as the gay pride uh, parade and a few other you know gay trans whatever events because they're terrified that they're going to spend the rest of their lives in jail for grooming children this is the way now Um... if, if only DeSantis wasn't such a Zionist shill and a war hawk. Yeah. Well, I've never heard of him. I've never heard him doing his Zionist shtick. So oh, I yeah. can't really comment on it. But um, hmm. D- Terry, yes, let me ask you: How's he on? How's he on? How's he on war? Is he? Is he? Well, he's loving Ukraine and all that sort of thing. He's, he's pro-Israel, so that should tell you, you know. He is. He actually was just in Israel signing some sort of bill about, I don't know. I don't know the details, but he went to Israel to sign a bill. I don't know the exact details. I think it had something to do with criticizing Israel or being like anti-Semitic in your speech, which is a very slippery slope. Um, So there's that. And then I think that he is standing with Ukraine. Now, my understanding is that his position on Ukraine changed, but I don't know when that happened or exactly how that evolved. That's just my current understanding of of where he's at. Um, But of course, he was pro open up. He began to become more sensible about the shots, whereas Trump was Operation Warp Speed all the way, although he's the more anti-war candidate of the two, he's also a Zionist. And then you have RFK, who was the most outspoken, the most real about the medical aspect of, you know, the harm that the shots and remdesivir were doing. But so it's just like it literally is the lesser of evils, truly, of these people. I don't believe that RFK is like friendly to the cause of liberty, but it's... RFK uh, really impressed me uh, recently because he was saying, uh, you know, I'm not going to come and take your guns. So yeah. you're saying, you know, it's in well, the Constitution, I'm going to defend your rights. To, to be guns. fair, that's what every gun grabber says before they got, grab your guns. I'm, I, I mean, so, yeah. it is true. I don't... I, I certainly... I'm am happy to have somebody who is potentially uh, has a platform who's at least speaking out against all the harms that the shots did. But I really am just like, yeah. I mean, yeah, out of out of Trump, DeSantis, RFK, he's definitely the slightly least worse, probably maybe. Yeah. It would be it would be very interesting if he got the nomination. He's running at more than twenty percent. I understand now in the in the polls. I'm yeah. not sure. Interesting. But Terry, let me ask you real quick: Do your politicians over in the UK 
Do they also go to to Israel to campaign for election? Uh, that is a whole story in itself. We could do a whole podcast on this. The the former Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn was very he was kind of pro Palestinian, uh, and uh, the establishment went after him uh, to a, a huge extent. Accused him of being anti Semite. And uh, he got chucked out of the party. Mm. Uh, and they, and uh, the the current Labour leader, who's a terrible establishment shield, and a member of the uh, Council on Foreign Relations, I think, Sakir Starmer, he um, chucked out a load of other people on the basis that they were anti-Semites, including a load of Jews, actually. Were any of them actually anti-Semitic? Quite how that works. Sorry? Were any of them anti-Semitic or were they just Jewish Nazis? They were just um, saying that, you know, that the, the Israeli state is not being very nice to Palestinians, which is not being true, very nice to a, so, it's not being very nice to a whole lot of Muslim countries in the area. Exactly. Yeah. But that obviously counts as being anti-Semitic these days. So right. you know, yeah, it's an old story in itself. Now, now, when I criticize Israel uh, and I get called an anti-Semite, I just okay. Well, what are you? What are you going to do? What are you going to argue? It's, it's an absurd um, claim. It has nothing to do with that whatsoever. You're just saying that the creation of this state. I don't care what your religion is, but how this came about was not on the up and up, and the people that are involved in this. From the inception to this day, are not on the up and up. That's not about religion. That's corruption. It's it's, it's totally ridiculous. I mean, just because they call themselves a Jewish state, I mean, suppose America could just tomorrow say, "Look, we're the Christian state," and every time you say something against America, you're being anti-Christian. You know, it, it's just totally ludicrous. Okay, it's but Israel has a right to exist. That's 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 the propaganda. Yeah. I think we're it's going like... into a whole uh, a giant, not even a can of worms, a giant great um, uh, container of worms here. So well, I and, think we and... better move on to the next story. Yeah, it's it's all just well, y'all check in later for uh, the "You're Hurting Me" podcast where we cover <laughs> these issues. <laughs> Yeah, uh, maybe that sure one will be tiny hats for that one. Yeah, maybe that one should be like subscriber only. Yes, if you're going to cancel us, possibly, uh, if you're going to cancel content. us, you have to at least pay to watch the content that's cancelable. <laughs> Monetize the haters. Quite right. Yeah. Oh, let me just yeah, wrap up. That's um, a very good. The the story. Um. So basically. Everyone's lying about the target drops because they're afraid that everything's going to start falling when they put up their pride flags. Uh, and let's see, the stock was downgraded, uh, both target and Bud Light. And again, I don't know if people are actually boycotting target, but uh, guys, if you have any choice, you know, go to Walmart instead. Uh, so because if we can make this a trend to where they lose 
you know, 20% stock value in two months uh, when they, they do this nonsense, then Black BlackRock controls so much money, but there's only so much money that they can keep dumping in to all of these businesses that are just hemorrhaging cash. So yeah. if you if you can't, yeah. I'm not if if Target's the only place you have around you that you can go to, you know, do you? I'm not gonna. But if you can go to a Walmart that's five minutes further down the street, I say do that, and maybe we can win this whole culture thing. Yeah, I I would say uh, in general support your small local family run businesses if you can because mm-hmm. they're the best, aren't they? We have well, a lot of them here on on our island. The problem with those is that they don't offer free same day shipping. That is true. Yeah, that is true. And uh, um, well, I suppose they don't brew huge quantities of beer either with mm-hmm. pictures of transvestites on the can. That was the main problem they had with Bud Light, it seemed to me. I mean, you know, who's, you know, what what guy is going to want to buy a can of beer with a well, the, so picture of a transvestite on it? Just because I I did follow this pretty closely for the first month or so, so it was just like I think like a six pack that they sent just to Dylan Mulvaney that had his face on it, and those were never g- going to be for sale supposedly. Uh, right. you know, had you given right. it a couple months and everyone loved it, would we see them? Maybe, who knows? But as it was just those cans, and they were never, you know, quoted as being for sale. That is some of the misinformation that went around this. Because what they do is they try and find, you know, someone that you know take things out of context that it's you know wrong, and then they say, look. This is factually wrong, undisputable. So why don't you believe us about yes. these other six things too? Yeah, classic fact-checking behavior. That pick on something that's very easy to disprove oh, that you know, wasn't really the main claim. One of those claims that I saw Snopes fact-check was that Bud Light contains transvestite, like tranny sperm. And I had never heard that before. I saw the Snopes. But now I am 100% convinced that Bud Light is 99% tranny jizz. Right. So drink it at your own risk. Yeah. We don't really recommend drinking transvestite sperm on this podcast, listeners. I don't recommend... uh, Frequent. I don't recommend drinking any foreign sperm but i have heard from joe rogan that donkey sperm is the cheapest if that's something you want to look into supposed to be very bad for you drinking sperm you yeah. you throw cancer apparently mm. you know on that note i think we should move on to our final story of the day which is going to be brought to us by ashley again so yes what have you got for us, um, ashley? this is just a quick little tidbit but as we have discussed All the crazy stuff that has been happening in the media and these companies that appear to be deliberately making bad decisions for themselves. And, you know, we don't really have a clear answer to why that is, but we do have the idea that's likely, yes, the BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, um, triumvirate, as it were. And Fox was one of those companies that made a decision that appeared to be completely counterintuitive to what 
a company would do if they wanted to satisfy their customers and to continue to be popular because they let technically removed Tucker Carlson's show off the air. He was the most popular draw of any nightly news network on cable television, period. He was the only one telling any semblance of the truth uh, that could be seen by regular people. And so after that transpired, he said that he was going to be working to put out a show on Twitter. And today, that show, the uh, episode number one, has dropped. And that was two hours ago as of this recording. And there are, are almost 22,000 comments. There is 77.3 thousand retweets. 224,000 likes and over 12.3 million views. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's a, I know he has a shady background and everything, but he is at least the only voice that's saying the right things on some of the most important issues. Yep. Agreed. So at 100%. this point, you, you, got, you, you just got to take what you get. You can't we'll make the you can't yeah. let perfect be the enemy of, of good. Excellence. Exactly. Yeah. A hundred percent. I definitely have my issues, my questions about Tucker, but as far as the only voice who was speaking out against some of this stuff, the only anti-war, the only one telling people some of the truth was him. So I haven't had a chance to watch the episode yet, but I will after, you know, a little bit later this evening, probably. But uh, the other interesting thing was that this episode was just over 10 minutes long, and that includes the intro. So I wonder if his program is going to be set up like that, like in 10-minute blocks, whether it's going to be a daily show, all that stuff I'm not sure about yet. But I will definitely be checking out this first episode, and I'm very curious to see what he has to say. And hopefully it will be more of, um, you know, more truth, because people need it right now. Do you know anything about it, Ashley? Does he, is it just him talking to camera or is he doing interviews or, or does yeah, he not so, see much of it at all? Uh, for the first episode, it looks like he's doing an interview style um, speaking to the camera. So he, he I'm sorry, not an interview style, but similar to where he was at a news desk talking. That is what he's doing now. He's not at a desk. It looks like it may be in a room a pool room at his home or something like that. But um, that is all that I can tell so far. And it looks like the name of the show is Tucker on Twitter. I kind of like it. T-O-T. Yeah. yeah. So, um, oh, okay. I'm kind of surprised because so I, I, I wouldn't have thought, um, sorry, I was just going to say, I wouldn't have thought Twitter would be a particularly good platform for that sort of thing other than the fact that it's you know more censorship free than other ones now i mean yes. i think that's really the whole selling selling point well i think that's it and i think that if we truly if we're correct about our predictions for elon musk meaning that he's really you know working for them the same as everyone else that he is trying to create the quote everything app and the corporation is now like X Corp, not Twitter Corp. So, and the X app was what he wanted to create similar to, I think WeChat in China. So you can do everything on it. And I think that's his goal. And I think the goal is to get better 
at some of the streaming um, aspect of this as well. Now, I will say it looks like from what I can tell that he is he's speaking to the camera, but then he's flashing some clips that he's talking about. And it looked like one of them was Nikki Haley and maybe Lindsey Graham. So my guess is that this may be about Russia, Ukraine, because both of those people have, are war hawks. You know, they, they love war and they, they're, they're banging the war drums. Yes. Yeah, I, three quick things on, on Tucker, uh, or sorry, on Elon. Uh, one, he just recently got FDA approval for his Neuralink, which I thought yes. was interesting. And then um, I forget the other two, but uh, Elon also retweeted the Tucker thing. Oh, and he also mentioned I'm I might have gotten dentist, uh, but I do believe I saw him tweet that he was going to buy. He wanted to buy either Fox News or CNN. Oh, but um, I'm not super no, he familiar said that, with yeah, how Twitter I saw works. That. That's yeah, okay. a good question. That's no, a good he, question. He did say that. Okay. He said he wanted to buy one of those two, and he was going to make it sort of uh, fair, whichever one he bought. Well, yes. And the, the other thing um, I know about him, he um, Twitter were going to show um, the Matt Walsh film "What Is a Woman," and then yes. it, uh, somebody decided to ban it. And then Elon Musk in, intervened and said this shouldn't have happened, and he restored it. And that also got a huge number of views recently. I can't remember how many, but you know, millions and millions. Yes. Yeah. And the other interesting thing about Elon is that I believe it was SpaceX that was just awarded the some grant from the government to handle the Starlink communication with Ukraine. So I think the narrative was originally that Elon was was doing that out of the goodness of his heart from uh, Starlink to help Ukraine because they didn't have the infrastructure for it. And now he was just recently awarded the contract to do it. So, Well, and to follow up on um, last week's uh, Palantir stock, apparently they just got a massive government contract. So let's see here. It is up. 8.8% over the last five days and 99.74% over the last month. Wow. Significant. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna lose money investing in the military industrial complex, are you really? Well, it depends on you know, it's just like the rest of the market. You gotta figure out when there's, you know, about to start a war and buy, and then 23 years later uh find the right time to sell when they finally decide the war is over and they want to give billions of dollars of uh weapons to afghanistan and also uh <laughs> have you guys have you guys heard the theory that they left the weapons there intentionally so that they can use that to fight iran i don't know if i've heard uh, that i did hear that they might have left them there intentionally yeah yeah but yeah for sure i mean i i feel like it was so abrupt and it was absolutely done intentionally um to to cause mischief and mayhem a little bit further down the road it's amazing how far off topic uh, i can get us in just like three sentences uh <laughs> that's all good stuff i have heard that 
quite a lot of the weapons that get you know supposedly sent to ukraine end up in other places like sudan or oh you know, there were, uh, you know, i was just listening or... i was just listening to a ron paul liberty report i think last week where they found uh mexican cartel members with weapons from ukraine uh an anti um uh some sort of missile system and uh, they were saying like it, it's possible that yeah, they yes. use that to take down um, a commercial airline jet on the mexican border i i saw that um some guy rocked up at the border with an anti-tank uh missile yeah launcher. yeah that's what it was <laughs> and my thought too is that when mm. people talk about mexican drug cartels what you're talking about is the cia and the DEA, yeah. These people would not exist. It's a symbiotic yeah, relationship. Changed. It's the war on Americans is who the war is on and it's who it has it's, always it's been It's a on. war on Mexicans, too, to be fair. Yes, yes, it is. And, and I mean, it's really the everything south of America. It's all ran by drug cartels for the most part. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Well, I, I don't even think it's a lot of the Mexicans, is it? They come from further south, and and I've heard even from you know Africa, um, they're all rocking up on the the Mexican border. So, yeah, and I think though that a lot of the cartels have had a pretty solid stronghold in their various territory, you know, over these last many years. But I have heard that a lot of the people coming in are from China and Haiti and they're not South Americans. But I definitely believe that a lot of regular Mexican people have suffered a huge amount under the situation in Mexico. And the corruption. And obviously, we know Americans. I mean, look at the streets yeah. of San Francisco and Philadelphia, and it's the zombie apocalypse. You know, that has been done to people. Get out. Get out while it's you can. It's crazy stuff. Man. So it links back to my story of all these, you know, if that, um, that many unaccompanied minors are coming in every year, how many other people are coming in, for goodness sake? Right. Well, and the big issue is probably the most effective method of just keeping large-scale people out is probably some sort of wall. Um, but you got to watch out with fucking walls because one day it's to keep others out. Next day it's to keep you in. Yeah. Just look at Canada. Canada, if you weren't allowed to leave the country if you were unvaccinated unless you could afford to fly private. Right. Absolutely not. Yeah, I'm not even sure. I can't, can I even still allow to leave the country if they're not vaccinated? I'm not sure. I, I believe over the last post. month or two, they they changed it because now, now Trudeau is going on this like like pro freedom, like you know, oh, I never shut anything down and we kicked COVID's ass and da 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 da. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It, it yeah. wasn't me. Yeah, fucking Shaggy. Yeah. Like I caught you banging in the bathroom. Was uh, talking of horrible tyrants? Uh, Jacinda Ardern has just been uh, made a dame as well by the oh. uh, by the new prime minister in New Zealand. I believe. Sure. So, yeah. I was really hoping you were going to say executed. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. Not my day. I guess. Nice. Sadly not. However, a lot of these people that, you know, I did predict that all these uh, horrible Covidian tyrants would be replaced quite soon. And there's hardly any of them left now. Right? It's only Trudeau and Biden, really. 
Fauci's gone, Ardern's gone, some of the Australians are gone, Boris Johnson's gone. Macron, I suppose, is still hanging on as well. Yep. Yeah. Your time and will come, tyrants. We're about yep. to get you. Well, and aren't there aren't the like yellow vest protests back going back on again? In France, in France yes. In France, yeah, it's been going for for ages. Yeah, maybe maybe we could do maybe we should do uh, an episode on that. Yeah, because I think they are trying to change the re- yeah, well. Got- Jimmy Dore talks about this a lot that they are trying to change the retirement age by two years in France, and people are pissed. And it's so funny because it's like, like um, in America we protest for for like freedom, and there they're marching demanding more socialism. <laughs> yes, I suppose so. Like the, Although, banks, the uh, banks run out in, of money. Uh, the, in, in the Netherlands, the uh, pro farmers party have done very well in the recent elections. So uh, there's a sort of a bit of a change happening there. That and would be uh, um, I'll end on, might end us on a white pool note. There was a recent poll here in Spain, and uh, I think it was more than 50% of the people said that. Uh, the political system either needed, you know, completely um, dismantling and, and rebuilding or, you know, like a substantial change. People are very pissed off with the political system here. Yep. Well, if you, so make, a system, if you make a system where you can't get changed nonviolently, sooner or later you're going to get changed violently. The problem is that yep, so right. many of those movements are they're co-opted so they're not genuine and they're they're almost always serving the agenda of the predator class that is unfortunate you know that really if somebody did want to try to create change peacefully or otherwise the movement almost always gets co-opted and even if it is a peaceful movement like what they did with the truckers they still are going to try to spin the narrative to say that you're a terrorist um so White pill, a bunch of rice farmers with uh, flip-flops and shitty guns um, deterred the strongest military ever created in the world. For sure, for sure. I'm not black-pilled. I um, I just think that in most instances, you have to be aware, even if a movement seems authentic, like what's what direction is it really moving? But um, sure, I think that if it did come to that, that the regular everyday person could, you know, could put up a fight. So um, can I, can I Kathy Newman you real quick? So what you're saying is we need to start a cult <laughs> so that people that want to join a group can have someone that they can trust. And who's more trust trustworthy than us? We're, we are trustworthy, but Nobody. So straight from Ashley's mouth, um, send us an email, unionoftheunknowns <laughs> at gmail.com and uh, hail your new cult leader. America's sweetheart, Justin. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Is it going to be you, Justin? Yeah. Maybe we should have a vote on it. Well, I mean, Ashley is the one that came up with the idea. I think, so. I, I think Toons would be the best cult leader <laughs> I, I could um i could bow down before him I and mean, he's got chickens and everything 
So he does. You know, he does. What more do you yeah, want? we'll we'll throw his name in the hat. And he was on Uni for the Unwanted. So he's much more famous than the rest of us now. Definitely, yes. Uh, check out that episode. That. You knew the unwanted, yet, the homesteader same. episode. Any episode with tunes is always going to be uh, un- uh, pretty interesting. They're always fun. Sure. Always a good time. He's a cool sure. dude. Yeah, very cool. We have some cool people here, listeners at Union of the Unknowns. It's so, um, it's really wild. Just the keep, range keep of the range of people like tunes is you know he got space tattoos and you know yeah and then we you know we got perm over on the other side of the country uh you know kids you know te- well i guess tunes has kids now too but i don't know it's they, they're wildly different Bruce Lee, the electrician. it's amazing yeah <laughs> yeah and we got you know we are an amazing group of uh eclectic people we got australians you, I was gonna say Ukrainians because I was thinking like UK, <laughs> UKians. Uh, we got right. Brits. We yeah, got. Well, we're all, we got we all stand with Ukraine, obviously, but right. Yeah, we stand with Ukraine, obviously, oh, but we're not and, actually Ukrainians. And Jackie's actually brought on black guests before, so we're. It's not even like you know we got some color in here. She's more or less Cuban, isn't she, Jackie? So, you know, we cover a lot of nationalities as well. Uh, which one works for the CIA? I think CIA? I'm talking a lot of rubbish. So I think we should wrap up the episode here. Uh, and I'm yeah. going to ask Ashley, if that's all right with you, Ashley, to tell us, tell our viewers and listeners how you may get in touch with us. Well, can, I'm glad you asked. Can I segue us into that uh, real quick and say... Uh, Let's you all can. watch the first episode of the Tucker Show, and if you would like us to watch them live on stream with you guys and break them down, like tweet at us at Union Unknowns. You can tweet at me at IsmCat, uh, and just you know let us know what kind of content you enjoy. Absolutely, I actually I really like that idea Great a lot, idea. and. Yes. Uh, to find us, you can go to our website. That's our link tree page, which is unionoftheunknowns.com. It has all the ways that you can contact us, all of our socials. Uh, we also have a special premium RSS feed that has been set up that you can subscribe to. And you can also get all of our premium content on Rockfin. So if you have any questions, concerns, comments, please feel free to hit us up. Thank you. Y'all have a good night. Thank you, Ashley. Uh, And uh, thank you to all our listeners and viewers. Thank you for tuning in or listening or whatever you're doing. And uh, I hope you can catch us next time on Not Your Mama's News or Union of the Unknown. So let's all say goodbye for now. Goodbye, Goodbye. everybody. (laughs) And to quote Keel, unknowns are out. Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.